As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. I predicted yesterday that after President Trump signed his executive order keeping migrant families together, that within a week the left would condemn him for jailing children. Well, I was wrong. It happened within a day. Trump held a massive overflow rally in blue state Minnesota and pounded Democrats for putting illegal immigrants before American citizens. And our Wall Street masters are doing all they can to prevent Trump from reforming our disastrous trade policies. With these stories and more from a nationalist perspective, I'm Jim Dawes and this is America First Radio's Daily Brief. Thank you for joining America First Radio. This conversation never ends. You can follow us on Twitter at AmFirst Radio and friend us on Facebook at America First Radio with Jim Dawes. And you can share it with your friends and get early notifications as soon as these shows are posted. America First Radio is proudly carried on the Talk America radio network, the new dominant force in conservative talk radio, where you can listen to their live stream 24-7. And America First Radio is broadcast each weeknight at 11 p.m. Eastern on Talk America affiliates in Florida and Georgia. And if you miss a broadcast, you can always listen on demand on your favorite podcast directory and at our website at AmericaFirstRadio.com. <laughs> you know, I feel like I, uh, I was a little naive yesterday. I said that uh, once the president signed his executive order keeping families together, which is what the Democrats had been saying for two weeks, they were absolutely determined to get had to keep those families together, could not possibly separate families when, they're, uh, when the parent was arrested. I said that within a week, they would be accusing Donald Trump of jailing children. Well, um, I, <laughs> I gave them way, way, way too much credit. It was actually less than a day when Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren and the left, rest of the left-wing idiots uh, just shifted gears and started accusing the president of jailing children. And I guess they've got a point there. That's exactly what was going on. And, uh, and the reason that uh, they were separating families is because you don't normally send children to jail with their parents. Uh, but of course, you know, the Democrats insist that there be special dispensations made for illegal immigrants. It's their new favored class. It's almost like a, they're sacred totems for the Democrats. And, you know, I was just very disappointed uh, that the president signed that before he started making the case, uh, which apparently never occurred to anybody in any position of power, that American citizens are separated from their children tens of thousands of times every year when they're arrested and charged and uh, put in jail, can't make bail, waiting for trial after conviction. Their children are put in foster homes or with relatives or in a, in a state facility. 1,700 
for for every migrant child separated from their parents at the border, 1,700 American children are separated from their parents who are arrested. And it just gets really tiresome uh, how these debates, these public debates break out, and nobody bothers inserting any common sense into them because these uh, these politicians are so scared of their own shadows that they just immediately begin running for the hills. Now, the practical matter or the practical effect of Trump keeping the families together in detention, if that's what he is uh, able to do, because I, I would imagine the ACLU is busy right now filing a, 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 an objection that their Flores uh, consent decree is being violated. And once again, they'll want to separate children or uh, separate families. Well, no, they won't want to separate families. What they'll want is for ollie ollie oxen free. They'll just want uh, the president uh, in the administration to wave everybody right in, which will act as a magnet to everybody in Central America that uh, if you can get to the border, if you can scrape together all your money and pay uh, people smugglers to deliver you to the border, then you are home free because all you have to do is hide out for uh, a period of time, and then the Democrats will immediately start saying, well, you can't send children back who were brought to their uh, the country uh, through no fault of their own. We have to have another DACA. But, you know, I, maybe the, uh, the president can reopen this Flores Amendment. They can uh, tell the uh, Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals to pound sand while they appeal this to the Supreme Court. Uh, because the one thing's for sure, there's not going to be any legislation get through um, the Senate, not over Chuck Schumer's dead body. He doesn't give a darn about these children down there. He'll go up to the microphones and he'll he'll um, claim, you know, that uh, that that Trump is being uh, a Hitler, but he won't do anything to relieve the problem. And really, the uh, the only humane thing to do is to have the zero-tolerance policy. They don't understand, uh, Democrats don't, deterrence. If you have strong laws against an activity and you enforce those laws, then you have very little of that activity. But because they've had a permissive uh, a stance on border enforcement for the last 24 years, then that's allowed this this situation to fester to the point where they're about to uh, replace the traditional American um, majority with an imported majority of um, of third world citizens that have no appreciation or culture or history of democratic governance or free enterprise. Laura Ingram was uh, had Jeff Sessions on her show, and they were talking about this issue of deterrence. General Sessions, um, is this policy in part used as a deterrent? Is it, are you trying to deter people from bringing children or minors across this dangerous journey? Is that part of what the separation is about? Fundamentally, we're enforcing the law. If you break into the country in an unlawful... But is it a deterrent, a sir? Well, it are you does considering that, this a deterrent? I see that the fact that 
no one was being prosecuted for this as a factor in a five-fold increase in four years in this kind of illegal immigration. So, yes, I hopefully people will get the message and come through the border at the port of entry and not break, break across the border yeah. unlawfully. Everybody in Washington is so damn shell-shocked they're unable to just speak plainly as they would about the treatment of a normal criminal class of people. Yes. Enforcement of the law is a deterrence. Yes, sure and swift justice is a deterrent. Yes, knowing in advance that they're not going to get into the country if they're caught, that is a deterrent because it will have wasted all of their money that they're paying to these people smugglers, never mind the the, uh, arduous journey up here through Mexico. So you're damn right it's a deterrent. And what we're seeing now with this huge flood on the border is the legacy of Obama's uh, failure to have a zero uh, tolerance policy. But, (laughs) in in fact, uh, Obama separated families at the borders. He didn't do it to all of them, but he did it to quite a few of them. So it's a matter of degrees. And it's come out that most of these, if not all of these pictures of children in so-called cages, processing centers, where they were uh, being processed before they were sent to their living conditions, uh, the situations, were in fact during the Obama years. None of those pictures were from uh, what's going on today. So, you know, Trump signed this executive order keeping families together. Immedi- uh, the Democrats immediately, immediately changed their narrative to now that the, the mean Republicans and Nazi uh, Hitler, Donald Trump, are jailing children. Stories in the New York Times, the L.A. Times, Seattle Times, they're, they're uh, getting their narrative together and their talking points. And I think that the Democrats are badly, badly miscalculating the, the uh, mood of the American public on this issue. We're going to run, uh, run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to take a listen to some uh, clips from the rally in Minnesota right after these messages on America First Radio. This is Michelle Malkin from CRTV.com, and you're listening to Talk America Radio, the new dominant force in conservative talk radio. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6904. 800-485-6904. That's 800-485-6904.
You know, I said on yesterday's show that I was going to step away from this immigration debate, but I think I am going to return to it because uh, while it is uh, somewhat depressing that uh, we have to constantly, constantly uh, be explaining uh, what appears to be just common sense, uh, you know, to enforce the borders, I think the Democrats have badly, badly miscalculated here. I think that people are well before the November elections going to figure out that they were bamboozled on this issue and that the Democrats took advantage of their, um, you know, uh, um, generous nature toward these uh, little children and misrepresented the whole issue down there. Uh, and uh, the president uh, went to a rally last night in Minnesota after he signed this executive order. And this rally was raucous, man. It was. It looked like about a ten or twelve thousand seat arena. There wasn't an empty seat in the house. There was a um, a parking garage where they had the line uh, trying to get in. These are general admission, first come, first serve. And they had uh, photographs from the street. It's about a five or six deck parking deck, and it is full of people uh, that were unable to get into this rally. And this was in Blue State, Minnesota, up in the upper Midwest, uh, on the so-called Iron um, Iron uh, Ridge in Minnesota, where there's a lot of uh, blue-collar workers. But uh, I think <laughs> it probably opened a, a lot of eyes on the Democrat side because uh, Minnesota has been so uh, reliably blue for so long, and uh, and Trump is uh, is really uh, pulling them in there. And one of his uh, most resonant themes last night at the rally was this uh, ongoing immigration uh, border debate. That's where we are. So the Democrats want open borders. Let everybody come in. Let everybody pour in. And you do not have to be a genius to figure out from this debate. First, it was uh, separating the families. Now it's jailing the families. What they want is open borders, so they have left themselves wide open to this this reality, uh, this realization by even the most um, low-information voter you can imagine. We don't care. Let them come in from the Middle East. Let them come in from all over the place. We don't care. We're not going to let it happen. And by the way, today I signed an executive order. We're going to keep families together, but the border is going to be just as tough as it's been. Democrats don't care about the impact of uncontrolled migration on your communities, your schools, your hospitals, your jobs or your safety. Democrats put illegal immigrants before they put American citizens. What the hell is going on? Illegal immigration costs our country hundreds of billions of dollars. So imagine if we could spend that money to help bring opportunity to our inner cities and our rural communities and our roads and our highways and our schools. Veterans. And our veterans.
tax cuts. So we've already started the wall. We got 1.6 billion. The wall has been started. San Diego and lots of different places. And we go, but boy, it's tough. They want to do anything they can to obstruct and to make sure it doesn't happen. But it's happening. It's happening. But we have a single protester. There he goes. Goodbye, darling. Goodbye, darling. So we have a single protester. He's going home to his mom. Say hello to mommy. The fake news will say tomorrow, massive protests at the Trump rally. One person. Massive protests. Ay, ay, ay. So we're going to make it great for Americans. And we're going to take care of people. And we do want people coming across our border, going through our ports of entry. No, we don't. But we want people to come in through merit. Not just through luck or happenstance. We want them to come in through merit. Well, I tell you, that's where I part company with the president. I think we need a, at least a 10-year moratorium on immigration. We have taken in um, unprecedented amounts of immigrants in this nation. No nation in the history of the world has ever taken in a larger percentage of its population through immigration in such a short period of time. And quite frankly, we need a pause. We need to be able to inculcate uh, and absorb these people into America's traditions and its culture and in our in, into our job market so we can, uh, again, start having uh, a, a, a labor market that works for working people. But this was something to watch this last week. You know, there, there's an old saying in um, in politics that if you're explaining yourself, you're losing. And, um, you know, realistically minded people who believe America has borders and wants to end the rapes and human trafficking and, and the human slavery and the crime and all of the, the ills that are associated with illegal immigration – um, have had to explain what is going on down there and why it needs to, um, to you, the zero policy uh, needs to be in place. And they were trying to explain these pictures. You know, a lot of them were taken uh, under the Obama administration. They they put together this audio of children crying. It was designed to tug at the heartstrings of uh, you know, uh, good. Um, well-meaning Americans and Americans have been the most generous people in the history of the world on this, uh, the issue of immigration, but it's never enough for the left and the Democrats. They literally want to transform this country into a, uh, uh, an, an electorate that will deliver them a permanent majority. And the media coverage that went on with these uh, little children was the most dishonest, unhinged, deranged conspiracy, both by the Democrats and the media that you have ever seen in your life. So they, uh, they finally, they think, found their 
their Russia gate, their, their, their uh, silver bullet that they were going to use to take down Trump. Just when, uh, you know, Mr. Tr- uh, the, the president uh, had exposed them on this IG report, the Democrats, um, you know, brought forward this, this dishonest family separation policy, totally ignoring the reality of what was going on. And so the president uh, has, you know, signed this executive order. I, I don't think it's going to be able to be held up in the Ninth Circuit. I'm not sure how he's going to get around just reverting back to this catch and release policy. But at least he's trying. And uh, and at some point, if the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals keeps intervening on the president's prerogatives to, to secure this nation, I think he's just going to have to tell them to pound sand. How much time do we have in this segment? I've got a great clip. I'm going to save it for the, the, next, uh, the next segment. I've got a long clip of the president introducing his cabinet meeting today, and he's really given you sort of an insight into exactly how he's going to start hammering the Democrats on the open, open borders. The Democrats have basically given Trump the rope with which to hang them um, because it is quite clear, as I said, that now, uh, now there's, there's no denying what they want. They want open borders. And they've also made it quite clear that the only thing that is going to stop what has been going on down there on the southern border is a wall because we can't count on there being a um, a Republican president and a Republican Congress uh, forever. So we need a permanent wall down there while we have the chance to make this happen. And to do that, we're going to have to get uh, more Republicans. I, I started to say at least 60, but it's probably going to be uh, more like 65 because you're always going to have these um, Republicans from Maine and, uh, and these other, uh, Arizona squishy Republicans that are going to, um, are going to vote with the, their corporate masters, paymasters to, uh, to, uh, keep that border open and keep keeping on delivering cheap labor. The first lady went down to the, uh, the border today and, uh, and she talked to some of the, uh, the groups down there that have been caring for these uh, these separated minor migrant children. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm glad I'm here and I'm looking forward to seeing and meeting children. But first of all, uh, let me begin to recognize each of you and thanking you for all what you do, uh, for your heroic work uh, that you do every day and uh, what you do for those children. We all know they are having, they are here without their families, and uh, I want to thank you for your hard work, your compassion, and your kindness you're giving them in these difficult times. I'm here to learn about your facility, and which I know you house children on a long-term basis. And I also like to ask you how I can help to these children to reunite with their families uh, as quickly as possible. So thank you again for all what you do. Well, bless her heart. we got to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to hear uh, the president's introduction to this cabinet meeting that uh, will really give you an insight into his thinking right after these messages on America First Radio.
This is Donna Fiducia. And I'm Don Newen from Cowboy Logic Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to one of our favorite radio shows, America First Radio, with our friend Jim Dawes. That's right, Donna. We consider America First Radio appointment radio. America First Radio with Jim Dawes, weeknights. Right here on Talk America Radio, found at talkamericaradio.us. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50+. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 800-831-6657. 800-831-6657. That's 800-831-6657. You know, America First Radio is a mission-driven show. Uh, I, uh, I do not think for a second that I have all the answers in the world. <clears throat> I, don't, uh, I don't think I'm the great one. I don't think that, um, that I have the last word on any particular subject. But uh, what I am doing is using um, uh, this show uh, to keep America great and return America to its founding principles. I want to leave a country um, for my children that is uh, as strong and um, historically American uh, than the the uh, nation that I was privileged to grow up in. Uh, but when I find somebody that uh, is uh, saying things um, better than I can say them, I am more than glad to give over this microphone to listen to them. And uh, yesterday, actually this morning, I'm sorry, uh, at uh, the cabinet meeting, Trump gave about a, a 10 minute um, update on what's been going on on this border issue and, and other things. And I think you need to hear it because um, he says it better than I can. Buddy, thank you very much for being here. It's a cabinet meeting, and we have plenty of things to discuss and plenty of success. We've had a tremendous amount of success. We're working, however, right now on immigration, which has been going on for many years. We have uh, come up with a lot of solutions, but we have Democrats that don't want to approve anything because that's probably, they think, bad for the election that's coming up. Unfortunately, there are a lot of people suffering, and that's unfortunate. Unrelated, uh, and before we get into that, the new employment claims recently uh, out just yesterday show that we have the lowest level in nearly a half a century. That's something that is an incredible statistic in a half a century. It's a long time. And the economy is booming. It's doing really well. We're renegotiating trade deals. We're doing very well in those trade deals. 
It's taking a, uh, a little period of time. Uh, we put tariffs on certain countries and certain industries where it's been very unfair to the United States. Our Treasury is taking in billions of dollars. And these other countries are coming along that have not treated us well, and they are negotiating very vigorously. And lots of good things are happening. This should have been taken care of a long time before my administration came into being. But for some reason, for 25, 30 years, nobody ever looked at trade deals. They've, they're out of control how bad they are. But we're going to make them very good. And we're going to make them fair for both countries, for our country and for whichever country we're dealing with. And there are plenty of them because they're all bad. There's nothing good. My administration is also acting swiftly to address the illegal immigration crisis on the southern border. Loopholes in our immigration laws, all supported by extremist open border Democrats. And that's what they are. They're extremist open border Democrats. If you look at Nancy Pelosi and you look at Chuck Schumer, you'll see tapes where they wanted to have borders. They needed borders for security. Just a short while ago, a number of years ago, I see Chuck Schumer, we must have borders. Hillary Clinton, we must have borders. If people penetrate our borders, we must get them out of our country. Now, all of a sudden, they're big open border people. It's a whole big con job. In the meantime, people are suffering because of the Democrats. So uh, we've created and they've created and they've let it happen a massive child smuggling industry. It's exactly what it's become. Traffickers, if you think about this, human traffickers are making a fortune. It's a disgrace. These loopholes force the release of alien families and minors into the country when they illegally cross the border. Since 2014 alone, nearly 200,000 unaccompanied alien minors have been released into the United States as a result of Democrat-backed loopholes, including catch and release, which is one of the worst. You catch them and then you release them. Might as well save your time. Don't bother catching them. And this is what we're stuck with. They're the worst immigration laws in the history of the world. The whole world is laughing at the United States, and they have been for years. These alien minors were separated and sent all the way up here alone. But they really came up with coyotes. You know what a coyote is? Not good. These are not good people. They were set up here with human traffickers because the Democrat-supported policies have allowed this to happen. Democrats also refuse to fund the personnel, the bed space, the resources that we need to house the miners. Now, they want us to take care of the miners, and that's fine. But they don't want to give us the money to take care of them. Because the worse everything looks, they think the better they're going to do with respect to the blue wave, which is turning out, frankly, to be a red wave if you look at the polls. I think we're going to have a red wave, not a blue wave. <clears throat> So they want us to take care of bed space and resources and personnel and take everybody and, and you know, like, let's run uh, the most luxurious hotel in the world for everybody. But they don't want to give us the money. So you could ask them about that. We have to house these miners and we have to house them safely. And frankly, we have to house them and we should be taking good care of them and then we should return them back home. That's what we have to do. 
But every time we ask for resources, the Democrats say no. They say no to everything. They're obstructionists because they think that's good politically. I think it's bad politically. For them, I think it's bad politically. We'll see. In addition, Democrat and court-ordered loopholes prevent family detention and lead to family separation, no matter how you cut it. I signed a very good executive order yesterday, but that's only limited, no matter how you cut it. It leads to separation, ultimately. I'm directing HHS, DHS, and DOJ to work together to keep illegal immigrant families together during the immigration process and to reunite these previously separated groups. But the only real solution is for Congress to close the catch-and-release loopholes that have fueled the child smuggling industry. The Democrats are causing tremendous damage and destruction and lives by not doing something about this. And they know that. They know that better than anybody up there with a pen. If we don't close these loopholes, there is no amount of money or personnel in the world to address the crisis. Very serious crisis. Been going on so long. This isn't Trump administration. You look back at... Uh, 2014, during the Obama administration, they have pictures that were so bad. Uh, they had a judge that said it was inhumane the way they were treating children. Take a look at some of the court rulings against the Obama administration. They talked about inhumane treatment. I read them. I looked at them. They're all over the place. Inhumane treatment. They were treating them terribly. We have a situation where some of these places they're really running them well and i give a lot of credit to secretary nielsen and all of the people that have worked it's uh, it's the nicest that people have seen but it's still something that shouldn't be taking place my wife our first lady is down now at the border because it really bothered her to be looking at this and to seeing it as it bothered me as it bothered everybody at this table we're all bothered by it but we need two to tango. We have 51 votes in the Senate. We need 60, unfortunately, because we have the ridiculous filibuster rule. So we need 60. And I think I'll get four or five or six from senators, frankly, running in states where I won by 25, 30, 40 points with Mike. And I think we'll get six senators, maybe we'll get seven senators. That still doesn't get us to 60. So there's nothing you can do to get there. And people don't understand that. When we have a majority in the Senate, we have a majority by one, but we need 10 votes. So we need 10, essentially, we need 10 Democrats. Not going to get them. They're told by Schumer and Pelosi, don't do it. Because we want to see if we can pick up seats. They don't care about the children. They don't care about the injury. They don't care about the problems. They don't care about anything. All they do is say, obstruct, and let's see how we do. Because they have no policies that are any good. They're not good politicians. They got nothing going. All they're good at is obstructing. And they generally stick together. I respect them for that. That's about it. Their policies stink. They're no good. They have no ideas. They have no nothing. The Democrats. All they can do is obstruct and stay together and vote against and make it impossible to take care of children and families and to take care of immigration. We should be able to make an immigration bill that can really solve the problem, not just this. This is one aspect of it. This is one very important but small aspect of it. We should be able to do a bill 
I'd invite them to come over to the White House anytime they want. This afternoon would be good. After the cabinet meeting would be good. They are invited officially. I'll let you do the inviting. Let the press do the inviting. But we have to do something about immigration in this country. For 50 years and long before that, it was a disaster. We got to run out to a break. When we come back, we'll talk about tariffs and other issues right after these messages on America First Radio. This is Dr. Kelly Ward from the great state of Arizona, and you're listening to Talk America Radio, the new dominant force in conservative talk radio. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? low-cost airlines with one call to low-cost airlines you'll drastically slash your travel costs we're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations where would you like to go london rome costa rica australia wow that's cheap so why wait call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the u.s or international our prices are so low we can't publish them the only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airlines travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-218-4909. 800-218-4909. 800-218-4909. Again, that's So corporate America and these multinational companies that uh, run Wall Street have their um, their economic policies deeply ingrained uh, in Washington. They they fund all of these think tanks to gin up arguments for uh, so-called free trade, where the United States runs uh, $800, $500 billion deficits year after year after year. Um, you know, they're determined— to keep uh, this president from delivering on his campaign promise to rebalance and reform this trade relationship we've got with this communist Chinese dictatorship wherein we have turned China into an economic, industrial, and military superpower. And, and they have long-term goals. They're not looking at the bottom line in the next quarterly report to make their decisions. They're looking long-term. They've got to plan out um, China 2025 that, that basically seeks to, um, to use their theft of American technology and intellectual property to, uh, to become the preeminent he- hegemon in the world and, uh, and supplant the United States as the premier uh, economic uh, and military superpower. And just like uh, in the... Uh, immigration debate, the uh, ruling class, they call themselves elites in Washington, uh, are making themselves uh, you know, quite uh, comfortable selling out the interests of their fellow citizens. So too 
are these uh, these masters of the universe on Wall Street and then the financial sector with their um, their silk stocking lobbyists on K Street um, selling out the economic interests of this nation. And they're doing it by creating the uh, the red China um, dictatorship that is going to bury the United States. And while official Washington is fixated on the so-called Russia threat that nobody can actually articulate what it exactly, um, you know, Russia is supposed to have done to, uh, to interfere in our elections when it's quite clear what the FBI and the DOJ did to, uh, subvert our elections, Beijing is eating our lunch. Peter Navarro, who is the president's trade advisor, who is uh, having to fight Steve Mnuchin, the secretary treasurer, at every step, wrote an article in uh, the Wall Street Journal today that I'm going to um, read you a little bit of. The Chinese government made in twenty uh, made in China 2025 blueprint reveals Beijing's audacious plan to dominate emerging technology industries. Many of those targeted sectors, such as artificial intelligence and robotics, have clear implications for defense and military. China seeks to achieve its goal of economic and military domination in part by acquiring the best American technology and intellectual property. President Trump's new tariffs will provide a critical shield against this economic aggression. China acquires American technology in multiple ways, theft, both physical and cyber, occurs through orchestrated industrial espionage campaigns. For years, the U.S. intelligence community has warned that China is a persistent leader in economic espionage. Many American companies are forced to accept trans, uh, technology transfers to gain access to the Chinese market. China's foreign ownership restrictions require American firms to enter joint ventures as minority partners in, sex, in sectors that Beijing considers strategic. Other more indirect tools coerce technology transfers, including adverse licensing processes, discriminatory patent restrictions, security reviews, discriminatory catalogs that restrict inbound foreign investment, and, and, and intrusive testing requirements. Once a foreign company enters a joint venture with China, technology and IP transfers occur through joint manufacturing. A Chinese partner will even use access and proximity to steal that technology outright. All too often, the Chinese partner becomes a direct competitor first in regional markets and then in global markets. They will actually put the American company that stupidly agreed to these uh, technology transfer agreements out of business in the United States. In 2010, for example, GE formed a joint venture with state-owned state Hybrin Electric to manufacture wind turbines. The venture resulted after three years of sharing technology. As a result of deals like this, at least, at least one conviction of Chinese wind turbine maker uh, um, of a Chinese wind turbine maker for the trade uh, secret theft. Chinese firms of, inter of the international wind turbine market rose from 9% to 
China's extra legal efforts to acquire quick critical technologies are typically spearheaded by Chinese companies and their agents who often with the assistance of legal U.S. residents and citizens. A poster child of this is a, a man named Ammon Yu. In 2016, he pleaded guilty to acting as an illegal alien, an illegal agent of the Chinese government, and conspiring to commit international money laundering. He illegally imported commodities that helped with the production of un, uh, an unmanned underwater drone. China is particularly interested in this technology as it tries to gain control of critical waterways where they're challenging the U.S. Navy and its job of uh, keeping the uh, sea routes open in the South China Sea. China's investment strategy and strategic technologies may ultimately pose the gravest danger to American manufacturing and defense industrial uh, base. Through years of unfair trade practices and industrial espionage, building on its already massive trade surpluses with the United States, China has accumulated trillions of American dollars. Now that same Chinese government is embarked on a high-tech shopping spree inside the United States. Since 2012, China has made more than 600 investments in advanced American technology worth close to $20 billion, according to the data aggregator uh, CBN sites. Artificial intelligence, augmented and virtual reality, and robotics receive a particular focus from China. Their biggest sovereign wealth fund, China Investment Cor uh, Corp., has deployed $800 billion of assets under management, focusing on joint ventures with Silicon Valley. Now, this is a state-owned company of the communist Chinese dictatorship. These investments will lead to the U.S. being colonialized by purchase rather than conquest. That was Warren Buffett warning in a 2003 essay criticizing these massive trade deficits with China. It's precisely because China has launched this sustained attack on America's innovation base that President Trump is imposing these defensive tariffs. At the same time, there's a bipartisan consensus for strengthening and modernizing the Committee on Foreign Investments in the U.S. This committee reviews a broad range of investment from China and other countries in order to protect our national security. The 25% tariffs recently announced on $50 billion of Chinese exports are targeted at high-tech industries. These tariffs will form a critical line of defense against predatory trade practices that China has used to the detriment of U.S. companies. Consider solar energy. China's unfair industrial policies have created uh, an excess global supply of solar panels and displaced American firms after those firms invested billions of dollars in, the, uh, in that production capacity. Where China had no companies in the top 10 producers of solar, solar panels, it, has, it now has six, including the top two. China's industrial and military planners want to do the same for other industries, including critical defense industries. The United States simply cannot stand for that. How China responds to the White House's actions defending America's technologies 
including our crown jewels, will define the future U.S.-China economic and national security relationship. Unfortunately, Beijing has initiated a uh, and responded with $50 billion of retaliatory tariffs aimed partly at American farmers. And as the president noted, this clearly signals China's determination to keep the United States at a permanent and unfair disadvantage. That's why the president has directed our U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer to identify another $200 billion of Chinese goods for an additional tariff rate of 10%. It has taken a lot of vision and courage for the president to take these steps. And this president will not back down when America's economic prosperity and national security are at stake. This is no time for miscalculation by China, and it is past time for China to end this economic aggression against the United States. Man, I have been waiting for somebody in Washington in a position of authority on these issues to take a stand like that for a long time, and that is music to my ears. Finally, we stand a fighting chance of reversing these awful trends that our economic masters of the universe on Wall Street have put into effect. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of America First Radio. I want to thank you for joining us and invite you back here again tomorrow night on the Talk America Radio Network. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. This episode is sponsored by schwans.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details.